how often have you gone and looked at the people that are in your life that you've chosen to spend time with that you're choosing to spend time with right now right how often do we as people as artists as business people reflect on the people that we've gathered that's what we're talking about today on this episode of the jewelers philosophy If you're like me, you love being an artist, waking up every day, making art for a living. Let me ask you something. Do you ever wish that you had more time to do the things that you really want to do? You know, those things that you dreamed of when you started your business. How about having the time and the money to invest in those awesome new tools, skills, or that dream class? Or maybe finally working on that project or piece that you've been waiting to make and never seem to find the time for? If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Join me on my quest to help jewelers and artists free themselves from the time and money traps running an art-based business creates. My name is Mark Farrell, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to the Jeweler's Philosophy Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about the people in our lives, right? Because I feel that it was a couple years ago, uh, for me, about two, that I really started reanalyzing the people in my life. The people that I had gathered, the people that I was choosing to spend all or part of my time with. And the thing that was crazy was I landed on this really interesting thing. It really came down to, you know, looking at the people that were in my life that I had chosen to be in my life. And I, and I decided that I had to reevaluate what was going on because... If you're anything like me, which most people in their everyday life, they gather friends, we've got family, coworkers, right? We've got all these people that that enter our lives for one reason or another. And uh, we decide to keep these people around for one reason or another. Now, I'm not going to go into why or or that you should be getting rid of of certain people or relationships or something like that but i'm going to be talking about like an overlying umbrella analyzation if you will of of my experiences within what this was right the big thing that i've thought about that i've been thinking about for a bunch of years is this idea of proximity okay and the, the reason that I'm bringing this up is that five years ago, I decided with my wife to sell our house in Buffalo, New York, and we decided to move down to right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And we did this, and it was a little interesting, right, for a lot of people. It was interesting for, for my friends. It was interesting for my wife's friends. It was interesting for, all, for both of our families because her family is about 45 minutes outside of Buffalo. And my family lives in Rochester, uh, which is about an hour away from Buffalo. So we moved from this really close proximity field to our families and, and the friends that we had gathered up until this point. And we moved away to Nashville. Now, when we moved outside of Nashville, we had moved there for multiple reasons. One, the economy was better here than it was in New York. Two, the weather was a lot nicer. We traded about nine months of winter for about nine months of summer, and that was a smart thing. 
But the one of the big things was for me and for, for my career as a jeweler, my mentor, my, my main mentor at the time, Blaine Lewis, had moved down to right outside of Nashville and was building this really great school. And he owns New Approach School for Jewelers and had said that he was interested in having me be a part of it. And so I thought that sounded like a great idea. I was talking to him almost every day. I was talking to my friend Drew that works there. I was talking to Jason Marshafava, uh, who is a, he's in Thailand half the year. He's also the hand engraving instructor there. All of my jewelry friends, right? It was like they were all in the Mecca. And at that point, if you're anything like me, if you've been doing your art for over five years or so, I have a feeling that it's consumed your life. It's not a bad thing, it's just true. Right? It's like, for me, all I talked about was jewelry. All I wanted to talk about was jewelry. All I was consuming was jewelry. All I was, you know, it was that and business. And, and that was it. And so it made sense to go and surround myself with the people that were like-minded in the things that I wanted to talk about. I was already talking to them, but I wanted to be closer and everything else like that, right? Proximity. Now, it's interesting because when you're a kid, right? When you're in high school, your best friend, I can almost guarantee you, lives on the same street that you do. And the reason that this is, is proximity, right? When you're a kid, you don't have a cell phone. You don't have the internet, really. You may not have a device, and this is current, everybody, but you don't have those things at your disposal most times. You also don't have a car, you may not have a bike, there's a lot of things that you don't have, but what do you have? Well, if you live in a neighborhood, you've got other kids, you've got legs, you've got common spaces, you've got parks, you've got other, other things like that. And so by default, the person that becomes your best friend from what I've realized, uh, looking back at my life, the thing that, I, that I've come to, to understand is that when you're a kid, your best friend is the person that you can spend the most time with. It's not necessarily the best person to spend your time with, right? Think about that for a second. The person that becomes your best friend is the person that you can and is willing to spend the most amount of time with you. It doesn't mean that they're actually a good friend. Look back to when you were a kid, when your best friend growing up was there. Were they the nicest friend that you had? Maybe not, but they may have been the closest one, so by default, they became your best friend. Now, fast forward and become an adult. Right, So many of us never break out of that. I've got lots of acquaintances and lots of friends that a lot of their really good friends, right? A lot, a lot of really good friends in air quotes. A lot of the people that they associate with the most come from two places. The first place is if they're in college, it comes from college. If they're working in a regular nine to five job, it comes from the nine to five job, especially if it's a big company. Right? They go out with these people at, at Friday nights and they go and get drinks and they this, that, and the other thing. Right, It's the people that they spend the most time with. By default, kind of end up becoming their social group. Now, the problem with that is that with the invention of the internet and now the accessibility of everything, right? And look at, like, so we're really big on Instagram. I mean, uh, we've got almost 20,000 followers at the point of this recording. At, um, at Buffalo Craft Co. on Instagram, and we're working on growing uh, the Jewelers Philosophy, which is at the Jewelers Philosophy on Instagram. And we're on Facebook and everything else like that too with both of those handles as well, but 
the thing that's interesting is, is that now, so now I live in Nashville or right outside Nashville and Blaine lives here and Drew Hadley lives here who are both really good, uh, two of my really good friends. So is Jason Marsh, your father, half the year. And I see all of them. I talk to all of them and everything else like that. But the people that I'm really communicating with the most are the people that are still, they're in my mindset. They're jewelers, they're artists, they're business owners, the people more like you, probably, right? And it's because we're in the same boat. I've got more in common with them and with the internet, like chat rooms and all, you know, that's, that's pretty old guys, I get it. But, you know, these groups and communities and all these other things that are out there that are available to us as artists and people and, and um, influencers or users of these platforms or whatever you want to say, whatever you want to classify yourself, right? There is so much more that we have access to because the proximity now is gone, right? You can have a conversation over WhatsApp with somebody in Australia. I know, I did it this morning with Jake from Refractory Manufacturing at like five in the morning, right? It's interesting, like you don't need, you don't need to have that proximity anymore in, in, real, in real time. And it's, it's interesting that the further that we get into that or even with podcasts, stuff like that, you know, it's you can source this information and it I'm not saying that I don't want to be social. I do. I love being social. I love talking. You guys should all know at this point that I love talking. Part of the reason I love the podcast platform as a whole is because I can talk to a brick wall and be perfectly happy. I love talking. It's not so much that I love talking and hearing the own point of my voice, but I love getting the ideas outside of my head because once they're out, they're done. I can get them out and it quiets my head, literally. Like it's a coping mechanism that I've got that I've acquired over time. And so, and I know this and it's not a secret, like I'm telling all of you, right? But if I get it out, especially if I record it, now I can have other people, it can help other people, it can help you, right? It can help us as a community, it can help anybody. It's out there, it's there for people to learn from, use and, and grow with, right? And that's great. The thing that's interesting is, is that using that idea of proximity and, and, and now knowing that you don't necessarily need to rely on proximity, right? Back in the day, you had to rely on proximity before the internet and all these other things. You were kind of bound by the, the distance that you could go unless you wanted to just have like a phone interview. But COVID really drove that home to everybody that we all, like the world doesn't disappear and that we can all cope and deal and actually we can form better relationships, right? And it's, it's really interesting. And so the thing that I wanna talk about is analyzing the people in your life, right? Step one is realizing that proximity is not the end all be all. But then look at the people that you've invited into your life, the people that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. You may or may not enjoy all of the things about them. And I bring this up because I've got lots of friends that I have made throughout uh, the years. And I love them all and everything else like that, but it was very easy for me to move to Tennessee because over the years, I had my relationships with them had changed because I had changed. When I met my wife, I changed dramatically. I no longer wanted to sit and do nothing and watch TV. I wanted to make my art. I finally had a, an outlet to make jewelry and, and a way to sell it really well because we were doing craft shows. And that's what I love doing. That's what I always wanted to do was be a professional artist. And I had the opportunity and I seized the opportunity. 
And you know, it's really interesting to me when the people that you're friends with, or the people that I was friends with at least, they would get upset and they thought that I was slighting them or I th- they thought that I was, you know, not doing the right thing. And so it, it almost seemed like some of them were a little bit resentful of the fact of how much time I was spending with my now wife at the time. And, and the thing that was crazy was that it was my choice and they didn't really understand that. And, and what I was doing was I, you are in control, right? We all are in control of our own lives, destinies, everything, right? We get to do, we get to choose all of that stuff. And it, it makes me chuckle that, you know, you can still, I'm still friends with a lot of these people. I, I'm friends with a lot of them, which is great. And I'm not saying I don't want to be friends with them, but you know, I found that I had less in common. I didn't want to go out drinking every night. I didn't want to be out till four in the morning. I didn't want to do that. I had shit I had to do, right? I had to run my business. I had to make my product. I had to do all kinds of different things. And I didn't really have the ability or the want to sit there and do nothing anymore. And so as a result, those people started I don't want to say phasing out, but they started phasing out a little bit. But I glommed on to other people that were, you know, more in line with the things that I was doing, that I was interested in, where I was going, right? And so I want to urge you that maybe it's time, if there's people that are in your life that are naysaying what you're doing or trying to pull you in different directions, they're distracting you from what you ultimately want, right? At this podcast, we've talked a lot about goals and dreams and what you are looking for, what you're working towards, right? You all know what I'm working towards. Right now, I'm in a coaching program that I spent $30,000 to be in. It's a year-long program, and it's helping me build up my business to create a million dollars in 12 months. That's amazing. That's what I want. Nobody is going to distract me from that pursuit of that goal, right? That's my goal. That's my goal. That's what I chose. I wanted for my life. Nobody is going to derail that. Nobody. But it's my job to make sure that that's true. So when we moved down to Tennessee, I went towards people that were in a similar mindset of me. They were in a growth mindset. They were in a jewelry mindset. They were business owners. They were working towards something better in themselves, not only as people, personal growth, but also business growth and economic growth and making decisions that were better decisions for them and their business than just because that's what they knew, right? And, And I have a feeling that the majority of us, right, as artists, like we find something that works and then we try to ride that as long as we can. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we do tend to get stuck in a groove. I'm just saying, I know I did. And it was, I'd try new things, right? I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years and I've been a professional jeweler for 10, right? And in those years, in those 10, I'll I'll talk about just the 10 years. It's like I was gathering skills and gathering skills, but it wasn't until about five years ago, it was really when I moved down to Tennessee, that I really analyzed what I was doing and I said, okay, I don't need, I shouldn't need to talk to every single one of my customers. One, because they don't wanna have, they don't wanna have to talk to me. The fact that I'm forcing them to talk to me is bad, right? I was stuck in that. I also didn't wanna do emailing because I wasn't, I'm not good, I'm dyslexic, really, really dyslexic it wasn't comfortable for me to read and write, but I had to just do it, right? And so what I would tell you is 
There are people in your life currently that are probably holding you back. Now, it could be anybody. Could be your parents, could be your brother and sister, could be your cousins, could be your grandparents, could be your best friend forever, right? Could be your neighbor, could be anybody. And what I would tell you is, you know, when you figure out what your goals are, what you're working towards, we've talked a lot about this on the show. When you figure out what you're working towards, right? You have to figure out how you're going to deal with the people in your life. Now, you can, I've cut lots of people out of my life for whatever reason. Maybe it was because I didn't like the way they made me feel. Maybe it was because every time I dealt with them, I didn't like the way that I was acting around them based upon that I was always in a response mode. I always felt attacked, right? So I've cut lots of people out of my life, important people out of my life. I've also distanced myself from people that just don't hold the same ideals, right? Or people that are constantly negative. It's like I bring up something that I'm trying, they're like, ah, that's never going to happen. I don't want to hear that. Not interested. Don't talk to those people, right? Doesn't mean that I don't love them. Doesn't mean that if they wanted to talk to me that I wouldn't talk back, but I'm not going to seek them out and ask them for their advice or spend as much time with them. I don't, it doesn't matter, right? I'm trying to surround myself with people that are going to help me get better. And that's what I would suggest to you, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. If you've really got this goal and it's up here and you're down here, you need to find the people that are going to help you get there. You can't do it alone. Business is a team sport, but we as people, like we identify with groups. We identify with people. We identify with other people that are like-minded, right? Look in your group of people, uh, look in your Facebook groups, right? Look in your Instagram followers, look at the people that you're following, and then look at your friends, right? The friends that you spend time with. And if those are vastly different, like mine were, right? I was looking at jewelers and self-help people and personal growth people and business people. All my other friends were looking at, I don't know, just weird stuff that I didn't even have any interest in. As I went this way, they either stayed the same or they went in another path and we just had less in common. Now the cool thing is is that I've got one really, really great friend that we were friends in kindergarten and then I moved away and we didn't talk at all until high school. And then he moved to my high school and we didn't like each other, but then we, we did, uh, started liking each other again and then he was my best friend all through high school. We went to college, he went away for a couple of years. I went away for a couple of years. I was in Buffalo. He was in Niagara. We connected back up in like uh, 2006, I think. And then we were really good friends until I moved away in 2015. And so, you know, it, it's crazy that it's like we, we went on this path and we diverged and then our path comes back together and then it diverges again. It's not a problem, right? I'm always open to that. That's why you don't want to burn bridges, but you also want to protect and guard yourself a little bit. If you're going in one direction and you know that that's the direction that you want to move and other people aren't there, right? Think of yourself as on a boat. If you're out on the water and there's all these people holding on to this rope, you can only go so far. If your dream is an island across the way, you need to either cut the rope or pull them in, one or the other. They have to let go. No matter what, you have to be able to get rid of that weight or that whatever and you need to cut it, right? So it's a hard topic to talk about, but analyze the people in your life. If they're not helping you, they're hindering you. There are no neutral people. They either help or they hinder. 
And if you're trying to move somewhere and you've been trying to move somewhere, like in business or your work or personal growth or I don't care, anything, doesn't matter, right? Relationship, whatever it may be. If there are people that are and you'll find them, make a list, right? It's easy. Say, this is my goal. Who is supportive of my goal all the time? And who is not supportive of my goal ever, right? All those ever people, you should start distancing yourself from them because as you go and get bigger or have more influence or you try new things, you don't want those people back in your ear yapping at you, telling you that you're crazy, that you're nuts, that it's not gonna work, that because that gets in your head. That gets up inside there and then not only are you battling yourself saying that, but that is reinforcing, right? I know where I'm going very few people that I know are trying to go. That means that I have to go out and source people that have either already been there or are also on their way there. That's the glory part about this coaching program. I've never been a fan of like fraternities and sororities or you know paying for friends. But you know what? After being in this coaching program, I totally get it because now I'm surrounded by 150 people that all have the exact same mindset that I do. I throw out a crazy idea and I get tons of feedback. Man, that's great. That sounds awesome. It's this, it's that, where it's gonna work, it's gonna blah 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 blah. It's all positive, right? And if it's not positive, if they say, well, I don't know if that would work, maybe you should look at it from this angle, it's constructive, right? It's it's helpful. It's not, well, that's not going to work. It's not going to work because ah, blah, 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 blah. Listen, everybody that tells me all my ideas aren't going to work, they don't own a business, right? My parents, they never owned a business. My grandparents, they never owned a business. My brother and sister, they don't own a business. Nobody owns a business in my family. Uh, one, one of two, two of my, um, one of my aunt and one uncle do. But like everybody else, but they don't, they don't naysay me, right? Everybody else is the one that's like, that's not going to work. You're crazy. This, that, and the other thing. Right? And it's hard to get rid of that. It's hard to not hear it when it's somebody that you respect. So the two things that I would recommend that you try, that I'm going to challenge you to try, if there are people that you're just hanging around with because you hung around with them forever, let them go. Out of here. It's easy. You don't, have to, you don't have to tell them that. You just start distancing yourself. Start not being available. Start not calling them. Don't pick up the phone. Don't listen to the things that they're saying. Right? Just start phasing them out of your life. Number one. Number two, if they're people that you really don't want to get rid of, stop talking to them about the things that you're trying to do. You don't need to tell everybody everything that you're doing. That's why I have this. I don't need to tell everybody I know what I'm doing. I get to tell you because you care. You're listening. You're choosing to listen to the things that I'm saying. I can only help the people that are swimming towards me. The people on land, the people swimming away from me, I can't help them. You can't help them. You have to realize this and you have to decide that it's worth not helping them. It's worth not asking for their advice. Don't ask for real estate advice from somebody that's never owned real estate as an investment property. Don't ask for business advice from anybody that's never owned a business, right? Find the people that are where you want to be and follow what they say. Follow what I say. Follow the people that I'm following, what they say. That's the goal. That's the key, right? But the big thing is, is that if there are negative people in your life that are just making you feel bad, you don't need that. Get rid of it. They don't want to be there. You don't want them there. Get rid of it. Doesn't mean that they can't come back later in life when they start seeing that you're doing great things, but you have to guard yourself a little bit more if you really want to succeed. 
it really does come down to the people that you surround yourself with. They talk about in, in, in these programs and when you start learning about business and everything else like that, they say that your business potential, right, your earning potential, your, you, you know, your ideas and everything like that are a combination of the five people that you spend the most time with. So let's take average, um, average income, right? If you make, if you're a professional, you know, if you're an artist and I'll use me when I was doing craft shows before I was doing all of this growth and everything else like that, right? If you were there and you're making $25,000 a year and all of your friends are also making $25,000 a year, you are theoretically only going to make $25,000 a year because that's the average of all five people that you're hanging out with. Now, if you're hanging out with people that are all making $200,000 a year and you're making $25,000 a year, by default, you should be able to take that average and you now have the potential to be making $200,000. And the reason that you have the potential to do that is because you can learn, model, and grow from these people. That's why I'm surrounding myself with people that are millionaires, that have already made millions of dollars, that are making $100 million a year and everything else like that, right? That's who I'm learning from. That's where I want to be. I know that I've got to go and become friends with these people so I can learn and, and absorb the things that they want. It's not a secret. It's not, that's not even my idea. It's in like every business book ever. Go read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Go read The 4-Hour Workweek. Go read any of these things, right? They're, any of these books, they, are, they reference this idea. And the idea is that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. If they're negative, you're going to be negative. If they're positive, you're going to be positive. It's okay, but you have to start analyzing the people in your life. And you have to start making better choices to make that culmination, right? Because you're building what your life is going to be. You're building how you live it, who's influencing and everything else like that. Proximity is null and void at this point. With the internet, with all these other things, you don't need to even be in the same state, country, or time zone as these people. Don't worry about it. Find the people, find your people. Find the people that want you, that are doing the same thing that you are doing, that want the same thing that you want. Then go spend time with them and tell me it doesn't make you happier. That's what I got. This has been The Jeweler's Philosophy. I'm Mark Farrell, The Jeweler. See you guys next time. Thanks a lot, everybody. I want to thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. I know how hectic running and growing an art-based business can be. And you choosing to spend part of your day here listening to my thoughts? That means the world to me. I hope you found some gems or nuggets you could use and implement in your own business. We're all working towards the same goal, to make more art and have more of an impact on the world. The sharing of knowledge is the key. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who could benefit from it as well. So, I've been working on something that's pretty special, and I'd love to give you access as a thank you. Theories and stories are great to listen to, though I know there's so much more I can do to help you on your journey. Here's what I'm going to do. Go to pages.buffalocraft.com resources. There, you'll get free access to my professional Rolodex. This is something I've been compiling and developing over the past 10 years. This is my way of saying thank you. And remember, together, we can all be better.